welcome to the 30th episode of the UU Hawk Show. This is Megan, Sarah, and Patrick. At least I think I am. Last time I checked, but we'll see. We will see. Uh, last time, we learned a lot about everyone's past. This time, we learned almost nothing about everybody's future. You better get ready. All right, so we're going to start out with episode 104. In English, is the every demon for himself. In the Japanese, um, it was an unexpected proposal, a change in the demon realm. It was originally released in Japan on October 22nd, 1994, and then in the U.S. on February 4th, 2006. In this episode, Ryzen's death has upset the balance of power in Demon World. As Mercuro and Yomi prepare their next move, Yusuke arrives at a brilliant decision that just might preserve the peace. But at what cost? Dun-dun-dun. Wonder what decision that is. I don't know. Uh, it's <laughs> maybe a whole a tea party. <laughs> it's democracy. Demonocracy. Demonocracy. So, uh, the episode starts out with Hokushin and Yusuke traveling to Gondora, Yomi's territory, um, to talk to them about what's going to happen with the balance of power after Ryzen's death. Yomi prepares a guarded welcome, or possibly a potential ambush, to appraise and look and see if he can neutralize Yusuke's power if needed. Hie and Mercuro sneak into the city. Um, you know, they pretty much take like the biggest bug <laughs> mobile ever so they're not exactly hiding they're not incognito it's like the public browser it's, it's like the, yeah it's, it's like them driving down the camaro like revving it at five at mach five blasting a, a back in black down the road god i hate those people i live in a small like a relatively small apartment complex and like there's this one dude who drives I don't even know what kind of car, a very loud car, and every time he turns into the apartment or leaves it, it's like a big booming... He, he redlines it right out of the apartment. <laughs> I don't know, and like we don't even like live off a major street, so like you still have to turn and then like get into a stop sign, and then like turn, or like a stop light, and then you can go in. Like, it's it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I hate that guy. Alright, so fuck you, me. that guy. Shouts out. Auntie shouts out, right? What? Anti shouts out, <laughs> like, shout out. like anti hate oh. out, hate out. <laughs> shade out, shade, shade out. out, shade out. I like it. Shade <laughs> out. Uh, so in the oh, so it takes so Yomi and Yusuke are meeting in a very like traditional Japanese uh, tea, like almost like a temple room yeah. area. Um, it was, I think, it was like a good contrast to like how industrial and like almost like cyberpunk like the rest of Yomi's territory is um and he has Karama along with the six spiders um basically waiting in the next room ready to ambush Yusuke if needed and in the ambush room Karama uh, is taking a quick poll um along with the six demons who we all know from the dark tournament, seeing like where their loyalties will lie. Um, if it comes down to it, will they side with Yomi or will they side with Yusuke? And it's like an overall consensus, like, yeah, they're gonna side with Yusuke. Yeah. It was kind of weird how they were like, they were like talking to each other with the paper. Oh, it's yeah. It's like they wrote it like a million, like they wrote it like they're talking. 
It's like, here you go, here you go. And there's, there's like symbols and stuff, so it can't be easy to yeah, do that. it was actual like Japanese, so like maybe, I don't know, I didn't watch it in Japanese, I watched the dub, but like uh-huh. they were, they had to narrate whatever they were saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, I think for me, it's like, that was like one of the moments as a kid I realized, like, wow, I guess this really isn't like an American yeah. cartoon. <laughs> like they're clearly writing in a different language and they are speaking English. They should have four kids who didn't just like wrote the text over it. Oh yeah. And, like a really bad like you whited it out. Yeah. It's like the MS it's like, it's like comics, comic sans. <laughs> comic sans. That's just like the fun. old manga, whenever manga used to be translated, they used to and I or they used to poorly, or at least I think fan manga, maybe it was mm-hmm. fans. But they would literally use Comic Sans or something over, like, they'd, like, white uh, out the text and yeah. write, like, what it is instead of, like, edit. Like, this means that. Like, yeah, it almost looked like they got into, like, um, MS Word and they yeah, <laughs> like, out that way. We're trying, man. We're try- yeah. I always commended those guys, though. People who did fan mm-hmm. translations of things. Holy crap. Like, that's nuts. Yeah, I, I have to say, I think the most annoying is, uh... Oh, oh my god, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I forgot to turn that off, sorry. Oh. Uh, a, an air fresh you know those automatic air freshener things that make, like, a little hissing sound? Um, yeah, I guess, uh, Pat has one in this button. room we're in. So it smells fresh, but it freaks us out. Oh god. No worries. Just... That, that gets me sometimes in the middle of the night. But, oh, where were we? Where were we talking? It smells like linen. It so... smells like fresh laundry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. Uh, oh, basically, Yusuke and Yomi are meeting now over tea, um, and the, <laughs> I remember in the Eng- at least in the English dub, Yusuke is just like, "Yeah, dude, I know how I'm gonna take you down for the from your throne," and everyone else in the room was like, "Oh my god, this guy, he's gonna start Demon <laughs> War One, <laughs> yeah. oh, Demon geez. War One." Isn't it like Demon War? Who? Didn't they have another demon war before? I mean, they had, didn't they have Sensui as well? Was that be like a civil war almost? Where he tried to destroy the demon spirit world and release the demons? Well, I think Sensui more had it out for spirit world than human world. Demon mm. world was just like his Chilling. means to like yeah. make chaos happen. <laughs> he just trying to destroy everything. So I, it's, it's there's probably a lot of world demon world wars. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. DW2, DW3. <laughs> Seems like it's been a cold war sure, for like sure. centuries. Well, they're demons after all. Demon war. Now, Joe. Hey, I, sorry, I was asleep because of how terrible these episodes are. All right, here I'm. I'm gonna mute him. Give me one second. All right, here we go. All right, he's muted, guys. All right, let's continue on. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, so um, Yusuke, he takes out this huge bag and he opens it and all falls out these. Precious round stones. Um, initially, these were almost supposed to be like a bribe for Yomi. Um, at least that's what he thinks until he actually picks ones up and manages to feel that there are names carved out onto them. And he basically <laughs> it knows it says Sonar's people's names on them, which I, I guess that's what else I got too. Like he's not he's not like feeling yeah. like Grail. Yeah, yeah that, I was. The weird thing is, I even pointed out. How is he, he was able to read the ones that weren't even in his hand. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, he's like, his hands are on the table. Yusuke, Kurama. It's like, how are you doing this? And he also, like, he also said that, like, uh, or like, Yusuke mentions it, like, confirms that they're cr- engraved in here just so that he could feel, mm-hmm. feel them. But uh, he doesn't touch any of them. I so, know. Like, so, okay, so point? being. 
being like really generous about it, you could say like that it took him having felt the first one to understand that there were names carved. And then after that, he just heard the difference in room tone being very generous about it. Uh, and then it was just like, oh, okay, now I can read it. You know, the idea of like attuning yourself to it, which I think might be what they're going for, but it's a terrible explanation. Yeah, this is all around terrible. My, my thing is, who carved all those names? Is Yusuke just like Yusuke did. sitting there carving each, what was it, 43,000 contestants? No, 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 no. Like I think, monk of, I think oh, there's only a couple hundred in that stack. And then... Do it for him. Be like, yeah, don't tell Hokushin that I'm doing this. Just keep carving, bitch. Okay, carving also, a apparently has, treasure, you know, sort of deal. Apparently he has so excellent calligraphy. Thing, I, we'll get into it later, but, like, he does all this work, right, supposedly, for this, like, big reveal, and then they don't even use... Later, they don't even use the... No, the they just use paper. They use paper! It's it's like here we go. It's like the guy's like sitting there all angry. I carved that for five weeks, forty three thousand names. Uh, oh, no, I mean, uh, but I think so like Yusuke, just, just the main key characters, he the people he knew that was gonna be in it. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna I say Yusuke did, did it and thought it was just like a couple dudes. <laughs> Honestly, the fanfare. So the reason why he went through all this trouble is because he proposes an idea for a big wide tournament of every person in Demon World to basically fight for the throne. So it's his idea of a demonocracy, <laughs> as it's like a. Instead of just choosing one king um, from these three rulers, everyone has a chance to rule. And then every demon will fight for his or her own self um, in order to, to come out on top. Yeah. And then there's a break. Um, and so everyone seems to agree with it. Yomi's just like, the fuck? And then because Makuro's like, yeah, let's do it, bro. He's like, damn it! Now I have to go along with it. And it cuts back to everyone sort of preparing, and Yomi is actually making basically his own little mini-me, um, <laughs> who is like basically kind of Cooking in a... Like the floating anime jet, yeah. like, like incubation chamber type thing. Yeah. And I'm like, what? How does, how does he, like, how does he have a life force? Like, I guess, like, or, like, how does he... I've always thought about this in those mm-hmm. types of cells. Like, is the liquid, like, nutritious? Like, that they swim in? Maybe, maybe. Yes. maybe, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think it has to be, yes, in yes. order to actually, like, grow like a person. Yeah. And then do they have, like, astronaut diapers or something? So, like... No, the poop just, it, it's like, <laughs> just the, it's like, um, it's there's a, a catheter. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, a catheter sort of thing. I can only imagine. Oh. Like, I don't know, the, it, it has, the, like, it said, like, the last thing in the typical, typical anime um, tube thing, uh-huh. where it's like, uh... It's like, you know, they have the juice, absorb the juices, they get more powerful or recover. I know. So, mm. it's like, why is everyone naked in these things? Like, they absorb the healing juices. <laughs> Gross, <laughs> the healing juices. So, coming from back from the break, um, we come back to Yomi, and he's watching this artificial gestation chamber thing, and it has, like, a little mini-me version of himself. Um, and the mini-me version of himself is... Like, over 80,000, um... It's over 80,000! It's over 80,000, the Power Scouters. So, like, this little, <laughs> like, embryo... Not embryo, but basically... <laughs> this fetus. fetus. This little fetus um, is, like, way powerful. Um, and then 
It also cuts back to a flashback, and this is Makuro calling Yusuke the son of Ryzen and expressing his condolences, um, but calling Ryzen a fool. And a bunch of Ryzen's old war bodies show up, and they pledge, they mourn his death, and then they pledge their strength, saying that they'll fight in his memory and fight and decide to participate in the tournament. Um, included in these war buddies are Enki and his wife. I think her name's Coco. <laughs> Coco. I think that's what it is in the English version. I couldn't understand what the fuck they said in Spanish, so I didn't write it down. And all I know it's like, wow, it's just like her character design definitely dates the series. I think <laughs> in a way that. What if you were a jazzercise instructor and had a drinking problem? With yeah. like the gara, I don't. It's like a the uh, the alcohol bottle things that are like two two little pods. I, I oh yeah, like, yeah. It's a, it's a gourd. It's a gourd. Like straight up, she has like an ancient Asian like gourd for drinking alcohol, a la drunken master. Yeah. Oh, that's which what is, it is okay. That's just like yeah, like the gara thing. Also, it it's like a nineteen seventy eight Jackie Chan movie. Yeah. Also, look how she's drinking uh, drinking sake out of it. Yeah. I don't know if it's sake or if it's fucking no. shochu, which is stronger. No, she she said so- sake during the, the the Japanese dub. I heard her say so sake. So the thing is, in Japanese, sake like literally means alcohol. Oh, yeah. okay. And so it can it can be so like basically, uh, nihonshu is how you would refer to sake in Japanese. Mm. Uh, so she could have been drinking something much stronger as well. I see. So she's just drinking generic alcohol brand TM. So she could be drinking anything. She could be drinking anything. She could be drinking uh, anything, beer, yeah. Anything like, I don't think, would you call, you, I think you would still call beer sake. You wouldn't really call beer sake. Just it's like a whole you wouldn't call beer sake. of AMF. It's just 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she got yeah, some four Demon AMF, yeah. Yeah, four locos. Or maybe the theoretical five loco. Yes, the fifth loco. <laughs> do, are they still those things? Or are those actually still banned? Four locos or five locos? Uh, no, four loco is legal, but they had to remove the caffeine, which is no, dumb because you can caffeine still make a vodka. No, I just thought they didn't have as much caffeine. Well, why do they? Uh, that so might gross? be the case, but you can still make a fucking vodka Red Bull, so it's stupid as hell. It's just yeah. like you can't market it. I guess it kind of makes sense where you're like, maybe it's like the convenience of a four loco makes it. Yeah. Illegal, yeah. but if it's you just, had to go through more trouble to make a um, vodka uh, Red Bull or like a Red Bull, I mean, for so logo. you can look at it that way, but at the same time, it looks like it was like one targeting one company uh, was kind of based on quote unquote a moral panic. And then, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we were to like look through the documents to find out that whoever makes like Red Bull basically legislated this oh, okay. in order to like secure their dominance of the alcohol plus caffeine market. Uh, do they have alcohol in Red Bulls? No, 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 no. But like vodka Red Bull is like a, the incredibly popular caffeine plus alcohol mixed drink. So I would not be surprised given the history of alcohol legislation being like totally uh, corporately dominated, whether or not that was like basically a cause of legislation that was targeted in order to secure dominance. So really quick, as from Ford Loco's website, I don't know how true this is, you know, because like it's a company. Um, but Ford Loco voluntarily, as a part of a voluntary product reformulation in 2010, they they removed caffeine, taurine, and guarana from their product. Yeah. So that's 
I mean, it's voluntary in the same way that someone holding a gun to your head and asking you to do something is voluntary. Yeah, I guess. I, I think it's more like someone died and they're just like, well, shit, we don't want to be blamed for this anymore. Yeah, so let's cover our I ass. I mean, they were being Wasn't pressured by the government. Died, though? I think there was like four or five. Really? really? Yeah, there was quite a bit. I remember like in, in, in 10 when there was a, the big panic. And I actually think ASU had four locos at, on their campus. Like, oh, we have four locos. Oh, you mean like the original four local? Yeah. It's possible. I mean, 2010, that was what? That was a long one. Yeah. Nine, ten years ago. And yeah, so, so I, I don't 2009. remember. I could see where a bunch of college kids would just be chugging this stuff down. Not really. So I was in college at the time. We were. Yeah, oh, okay, exactly. Yeah. And like, I did too, but like, they taste so gross without any caffeine. Like... You know, yeah, insane. some of the worst no decisions of my life were made during that Four period. Logo. Anyways, oh wait, did I, did I just say my the school name that I said? It's fine. It's we've talked about okay. Arizona so much. Don't worry, guys. Here's the thing. I thought about this. We have a Facebook page, and you guys religiously post comments on it. Mm-hmm. They know your last names. Yeah. Like they know all of our last names at this point. If they just like. If you want to find I us. think they, they know me and Patrick for sure, and then you guys, they'd have to be a fucking creep to yeah, find. mysterious figures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be honest, knowing the internet, it doesn't really surprise yeah, me sad, sad enough. Uh, anyways. But you, anyways. Our fans thinking, are cool. Not, thinking yeah. of people who have reappeared back in other people's lives. <laughs> so, hey. So, Coco... Apparently, you well in the English show it says like she used to be in a relationship with Ryzen, and then they broke up yeah. because he fell in love with the human woman, and then she settled with Enki. That's so sad. I'm like, like dang. Um, yeah, that's fucking weird. That's okay. uh, I c- cue a bunch of weird like Trump fans being like cuck, 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 oh, cuck, cuck. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. To, to be fair though, I mean that's he. She didn't do bad selling. I mean the guy puts up with her bullshit. Is that good? I mean, this is like a trope in like a lot of things. Well, I'm, I'm but to, I meant to her. I mean, she got lucky on that. Yeah, it's good that, for you know, her, I guess. She, you know, he puts up all the drinking, the you know, her her being like just like mean to her him. I feel like yeah, and maybe she's not like this when it's not like at the funeral and she's wasted. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's drunk, so yeah. it's like you know, gotta cut I mean, some slack. We only have there. about what. After these episodes, maybe like seven more episodes to really deep dig deep into her character. Yeah, they have to establish something don't. about them somehow. Uh, yeah. Apparently, like the whole background story is that once Ryzen um, said, "Like, yeah, I fell in love with this lady in the human world. I'm not going to eat humans anymore." His friends were like, oh, "What the hell, man?" And they <laughs> that's all we're him. about. Yeah. Like that is all of what like, is our. What's wrong soul? with you? You going vegan, bro? What about the steak night? Human steak nights, man. How did they obtain? Yeah. How, okay. Did they ever explain how they obtained humans to eat? Well, I think that's back how they before what? the, oh, the, the barrier was up. Oh, okay. So they're like, you know, picking them up. <laughs> you know, like in Inuyasha, every time they attacked like the villages, they probably were just attacking you know, the villages. Just steal one, they wouldn't notice. Like they're, they're background characters in Inuyasha, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like it's like how Kugome got to the the feudal Japan world, except they ate them instead of became their friends. <laughs> God, lol. So yeah, basically, uh, they like say, "Hey, son of Ryzen, blah blah blah," and then they all collectively charge up to show how powerful they are. They freak out everyone in you know uh, Ryzen's land, and then like Yomi and Makuro feel it from like the other countries, and they're like, "Oh, Bakuna," uh, and. I mean, they don't actually, I don't think they say that, but um, 
even fetal Shura is like giggling and everyone's freaking out slash like in awe of everyone's power. And then it kind of just reminds everyone like, oh, fuck, there's something big here. Like, we got to take this tournament more seriously. Imagine imagine if that happened in real life where you're like reading. It's like, oh, dang it. Aunt, Uncle Uncle John died. Oh, man, we got to plan the funeral. And it's like got the phone call. Hello. Yeah, we know. We felt it, too. OK, see you later. Uh, we'll plan the funeral later. See you later. Yeah. Like, the death being felt, or yeah. the... Or, the death. like, it's like, it's, hey, our Uncle John just died, his friends are coming, and like, yeah, now we're gonna flex. Now we're gonna flex <laughs> how cool we are. And we're gonna throw a bitch in okay. tournament arc. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I got a plan for en- when any of us die. I got a plan. Tournament arc. Hell yeah. Jesus. Uh, Is that the... He's invited, too. Oh. Jesus tournament... Oh, man. J- Jesus versus, uh, versus Patrick, who... What? Yeah, I don't what? think that's gonna go well for you, man. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, anyways, gonna episode 105. He's gonna boo me to death, like Majin yeah, boo me, not literally boo at me, but you know, turn me into. God, turn me into. Turn... Wait, is he gonna turn you into a communion wafer and eat you? <laughs> he's gonna turn my. Oh, my, my he's gonna turn my blood into wine, and I'll just like die of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> That'd be a, that an amazing way to go. Yeah. But anyways, episode 105, the preliminaries, aka Great Battle in the Demon Realm, the preliminaries commence. Uh, released October 29th, 1994 in Japan and February 11th, 2006. Uh, by embracing Yusuke's unlikely proposal, Yomi and Makuro have secured peace for the moment. Nevertheless, a battle to control Demon World must begin. Who will win the tournament and grasp complete power? Me. Not me. <laughs> yeah, so the episode begins by opening up to a stadium full of non-human, aka unimportant throwaway demons waiting for the tournament to begin. Oh, sweet. Are these the demons that are going to die in the audience, like the last tournament arc? Surprisingly, no, actually. And in fact, there's no reason for them to have a fucking stadium, because all the action takes place in a completely different place. Yeah, that was kind of weird. It's like, why would they... I mean, the, the fighting's in the tournament, though, right? In the tournament, or... In the arena, or they just have the fights? No, in the- it's it's on the Okanenju trees, which are like the giant trees that we'll talk about later. Why? Maybe yeah, they just, none of this makes sense. Yeah, maybe they just thought like maybe that's just their gathering place. They- yeah, I half wonder if they had like old frames from the Dark Tournament. They're like, we can reuse these. <laughs> it does. Yeah, just, just maybe color a couple demons like red instead of blue and call it a day. They just have that stock... Oh, this is the palette swap, Pidgeotto. Oh, you know, I was about to point that out, the uh, that, that, the, the stock fan that they always show with the Pidgeotto, the cat lady yelling. It sounded like the Pidgeotto was, like, whispering into, like, the audience's ear, or the the arena's ear. Lol. Yeah, but, um, it's... So I, I just want to mention, like, I think all of us love this show. These episodes suck. Oh my god, this... Like, I'm gonna be honest... All all the build up was what. All the all the build up was pretty much for moot. So like the the all oh, we're getting stronger and stuff we're gonna be massive demons hundred thousand. It's like nah. Yeah, like all the like the cool political intrigue stuff that was happening in the last the first episodes of this arc. They're like eh, whatever. Fight it out, man. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Seriously, I I just don't even understand i mean we'll probably get into it in the the, the third we will. episode but like seriously uh but anyways where were we at sorry about that so uh basically all the t- contestants have been divided up into prelim groups of 49 to make the initial tournament field much smaller like these are basically prelims um so 
you know, this just kind of makes it so that the tournament can be more focused on individual characters and they don't have to develop a bunch of new characters, although they apparently tried to do that with Ryzen's friends anyways. Yeah, yeah they kind of... That's how, that's how running on empty they are right now. So, Quenma, Botan, and George arrive on the scene in peculiar outfits. I'd... How would you describe these? Uh, well, one of them looks like a mixture of Kaito 1412 and uh, Tuxedo Mask. Hey, guess what? You're not wrong, actually. That's a that's on purpose. Oh, huh, that's weird. I wonder why. Hmm. Mm. They weren't dating yet. Oh. In fact, they hadn't actually met yet. Was that like his way of like, yeah. flirting? <laughs> me? Like, <"Hello." laughs> that is a really. I'm just imagining. So they met at a party and were introduced by the person who did Yoko's voice. So I'm just imagining if uh, they were like. You know, one time I put tuxedo mask in my show. I don't know if you saw that. She's like, "That's cool." Is that, is that the? Is that the? Um, is that is that basically the equivalent of slotting to somebody's DMs on a mangaka level? <laughs> Whoa, maybe. Actually, I wonder if she had to be told about it, or she was like, "I heard you fucking put uh, tuxedo mask in your show. What's up with that?" Anyways, here's my lawyers. <laughs> yeah. He's like, how about I take, how about instead of a court date, I take you to a regular date? She's like, uh. You're, you're talking like nerds are this smooth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was going to say, maybe they are. Maybe he is. And then I remember pictures of both him and her. And I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> uh, but I'm thinking like, what does, I don't know how to describe them. But I always put like the. Botan's glasses as like the nerd side character because it has like the gla- white oh the opaque. coke bottle glasses yeah and it's like opaque and it's swirly and it's always kind of like that very kind of nerdy kid in any in every anime but it's not a nerdy kid it's Botan and she also has a cape I think yeah so how would you guys describe George's outfit because like he kind of looks like a character from fucking like Latin American variety TV he looks like <laughs> but B-Man. I don't. I don't think they were going for what my what I said. What is B Man? You know, you know the uh, in the Simpsons, uh, Bumble B B Suit Man or the the guy in the B suit. Oh, okay. I think the B Suit guy is a reference to Latin American daytime TV. Yeah, I, I know that. I'm just saying that it's like that kind of reminded me of that like, giant Satan suit. Like a was it a red suit, right? It's like a red suit. I don't know what the fuck he's yeah, doing. It's, it's like, almost like a Zentai suit, but it has the face in like open, yeah. and it has like a. Hit a hole for his horn. Yeah, I'm, I feel this is like maybe a reference to duo comedians in Japan that none of us are immersed enough in like 70s Japanese comedic culture to understand. All right, well, we better get started. But no, I no, I, I, I think so too. Like, it kind of gives me a vibe of, um, who are those two guys they based off that PC engine, the two comedians? Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, something in Ken. Yeah. Um, and then when it came out in the U.S., it was like... J.J. and Jeff. Joe, Yeah, it was J.J. and Jeff. I forget what the... Uh, it's, is it Kaito and Ken? I forget. I have no idea. It doesn't really matter, to be honest. But that just that idea. Yeah, it might be. So, but anyways, uh, let's continue on with the awkward uh, awkward uh, interactions between George and Quenma. Well, George is, oh, like, uh, all the way over in the announcer's booth. He's like, yeah, oh, I'm so glad I got away from my awful boss. <laughs> oh, before that, though, the Three Kings kind of show up and have a Mexican standoff. Uh, you know, just kind of, like, stand in a triangle. Yes, the triangle then, standoff. Uh, yeah, then Makuro removes her mask and reveals publicly she's a woman. Woo. I gotcha. But the but they didn't rev- she doesn't review, reveal that she's a robot, though, right? 
I mean, I guess that side of her face is covered, but if you look at her neck, it's clearly still, like, black into a crisp. So, like, they probably know something's going on. Gotcha. So, no no confirm all robots have then. Yeah. Gotcha. So, uh, three lottery attendants who are, you know, kind of seating the tournament uh, introduce the announcer who turns out to be everyone's favorite cat girl, Koto. Awesome. I was, like, super hyped when she came up. I was like, yeah! Like, I was screaming, yeah, great, she's back. The one redeeming thing about this tournament arc. So, she, Basically. she straight up goes, like, and Jury gets what she deserves. And Does what? that mean she died? Does Jury die? Koto. No, uh, they show Jury. They show her in this... Wait, did she? Uh... Yeah, we'll get to it later, but... So, they show that they're actually broadcasting on Channel 666, which is cute. Um, <laughs> I get it, Satan. So, yes. It's, it's so like when Channel they get 420 to the, or Channel Weed. <laughs> God damn it. When they get to the uh, broadcasting booth, Koto is accompanied by uh, Yoda, but is, interu- is interrupted by George, uh, a.k.a. in the Spanish version, Ogri. <laughs> Ogri. Yeah, he's, he straight up says his name is Ogri Sautome in the, in the fucking... <laughs> In the uh, Spanish version. Also, it just occurred to me, I wonder if he's a relative of one Ranma. What? what but what? Uh, Ranma Sautome uh, Sout- is his last name. Ranma one half? Yeah. Maybe maybe he's Ranma. Th- Obviously, he's not actually. It just, uh, it's just I wonder if like the name is in reference or if it's just like, hey, we just needed a Japanese name. So is this how the mangaka try to get dates? Is he just put every reference to every female mangaka to see if he can... Uh, I feel if he did that for Rumiko Takahashi, he's b- barking up the wrong tree. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, I I just think that's kind of in, that's kind of interesting. I, I think it's probably just a coincidence because a lot of the names probably lot, like it's like it's like having the name of of Smith or something in in like American TV shows. Yeah, I wonder how common Sautome is. I don't think it's rare, but I don't think it's hyper common either. But it might have just been something he just conjured up. Yeah, just like... there's only so many. I mean, there's more than I could fathom. But Japanese surnames or family names um, are pretty like the same name is pretty pretty common. Like, and to be honest, there could be some relation in there. Just I guess a relation, a relation in some sort, just based off of you know. Like, just splitting up and, you know, moving on and just family groups and things of that nature. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to know how how many, like, names there are in comparison to, like, China or Korea, you know, like, related cultures. Um, and how many of them are either transliterations, translations, or uniquely Japanese names, but that's a topic for another time. The EU family show. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Um, so everyone important is basically put into their own group, except for Shura, who is in Yomi's group, and the monks, who are all in one group, basically as ways to drop characters as fast as they can. So he's gonna beat up his own son-slash-clone? Yeah. Yeah, I was a bit... Everyone in Makuro's group drops out. Yeah, I was... Sorry? I was a bit confused on how Shura works as... Basically, did he clone them? Was that a flashback a years ago, or was he cloned and he trained him right before the tournament? Oh, just... He no, had, okay. like, so, one day to grow. He said he was, like... own mini-me. He literally said... It was like he woke up yesterday, and I really feel like he woke up yesterday. <laughs> no, I think I think they mentioned that there was a period of weeks or months, but I don't remember how many, and even even so, I think at max it's two months, in which case it's just like, yeah, dude's literally two months old, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's going to have some time to build a stadium or at least have a strong man transfer the, the arena circle to a new location, build a stadium. Yeah, they had a dude just lift it from another arena, it's weird. Yeah, and then his brother came, and that was awkward. Yeah, uh, 
So everyone, oh yeah, everyone Makoro's group dropped out. Like, but like that didn't happen with Yomi's group. I think. I think there's still other people in it besides him and Shura. But or or do they even show that? I don't remember. I don't think they show. Are you really Shura? Anything. Okay, so let's just Shura. assume they dropped out. Okay, so they're all gonna fight on Okunenju trees, which are gigantic, dead, petrified trees. Um, and I can confirm with you that they are dead. Um, did, that did becomes you, did you a relevant plot or... point in the next set of episodes. Sorry, what? Did you check yourself, or...? No, uh, it becomes a relevant plot point in the next set of episodes. So, there's a bunch of matches, all of which, like, have pseudo-interesting things happening in them, but, like, I'm really gonna just... Just shotgun it. Fucking skip these, because they're not that... They're not that cool. Uh, Toya pulls a Todoroki, like, a Todoroki-ass move and freezes his entire group. Rinku knocks out everyone with his yo-yos. Jin blows everyone off. (laughs) <laughs> Suzuki, knocks her, Suzuki knocks everyone off with Rainbow Blast Explosion! Su- Su- Suzuki uh, says gay rights. Yeah, Suzuki says gay rights. Uh, Shishi Wakamaru is having a hard time against a demon with, like, adamantium-type skin because he's a, he's a, like, a guy who has a cutting power and definitely needs strength here. So he ends up getting swallowed, but, uh, and the guy has, like, a vagina, vagina dentata on his back. What a horrible phrase. And then he, yeah. What a horrible phrase. Ju- Vagina dentata. Ain't no Ain't past no and yeah, It means no It means no worries for the rest of your days. Nope. Then he pokes the guy to death from the inside. A botched vasectomy. It is informed. Uh, have you guys, speaking of vagina and dentata, have you guys seen that one movie? I think it's called Mouth or Bite. Oh, Teeth. Teeth. Yeah, teeth. I've heard I have of not it. seen Teeth. That, that movie was disgusting. I, but, like, isn't it, like... It's about biting dicks off, dude. It's about biting, yes. It isn't about, like, the... It's kind of like one of those, like... She she gets, like... Or, like, well, it's implied that she gets sexually abused or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, then, like, the, that's why she gets the, yeah. the teeth. Yeah, that's that's when or it basically aliens. comes out. I can't yeah. remember. But I was like... At first, I was like, oh, but why? I'm like, eh, okay. I think <laughs> at the end, she, I think... she actually had, like, her boyfriend that accidentally happened or something. Like, right at the end of that movie. Okay, I could be wrong. It's been a while since I watched that. I think it was like 10 years. So, Vagina Dentata was a thing in like a bunch of different unrelated uh, ancient cultures. And it's normally seen as like a fear of castration. But oftentimes in ancient myths, it is sort of combined with the idea of unwanted sexual contact. So, it wouldn't be uncharacteristic for that to be a motivating factor for it appearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think then they have another one, Jennifer's Body, that came out later that had that same premise. Or is that something else? I think she did. Wasn't I don't know. she just... She just killed them? Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's been a while since I watched that. But it has a banging soundtrack, though. That's all I know. Teeth? Nice. So, uh, then continuing, Enki fights off a whole crew. And, uh, okay. So, I wrote Kokuho as her name. And that might have just been what they said in Spanish. What was it in Japanese? Uh, who's Kokuho? I have no idea who that's Coco? Enki's wife? I, I have no idea. I can't remember. To be honest, she was so forgettable. Okay. I do not. I know. wonder if it was Kokuho and they just changed it to Coco in the in the English version, or if I just misheard it in Spanish. Maybe I don't know. But yeah, she does similarly, like beating up an entire group. Um, and straight up, the announcer says "Qué cuerpo tan peligroso," which just means "What a dangerous body." And I'm like, "What? Okay, wow, that's weird." Weird. Um, yeah. So Ryzen's friends win without revealing their abilities, uh, and then Chu fights vigorously hand to hand. Like, and eliminates a ton of dudes until being outclassed entirely by a female demon named Natsume, 
who was a bud of Ryzen's, and he gets smitten with her and proposes to, and proposes, or asks her out on a date, and she says she doesn't like weak guys, so he says he's gonna get stronger. Yeah, and, and she basically just shot him down completely. And I th- Yeah, I- we just summarized all these fights because they're not, they're not great. Is there anything you guys would like to add about those? Um, I thought, I thought the, the fights were pretty, you know, I, I guess irregular, like, Nothing surprising, you know, all the all his best friends win and they move on sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, same here. It was it just it, a lot of it was just very fast. It's like I understand why they did it. It just seemed kind of like okay. It I don't like it happened this happened in the manga, but this episode feels like a filler. <laughs> Uh-oh. Don't yeah, say that. I, Joe's going to get angry with you. No, so, no, I mean, these episodes suck, but they're not filler. The next set of episodes, which are better, but not much better, are apparently actually not manga canon. So, I'm just wondering how the fuck this happened. Uh, but it's, yeah. it's called giving up. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, throughout these fights, there are cuts to people watching on TV. Kodo's family is watching, and they all look like Kodo. <laughs> Uh, jury watches while serving food. I can't tell if it's in like a restaurant or to like a husband. I'm I'm unsure what's going on. Well, I mean, she's uh, not two there, demons... so maybe she found her man. So is that yeah, her? two demons are watching from a love hotel, uh, which is real weird. Uh, and then Rinku declares that Chu is pathetic for losing. Then he gets smitten for some random other contestant named. In the Spanish version, they said Sasuga. Was that her name? I think so. It was something. It was something random. But it was cute, though. Yeah. I thought that was really cute. It's it's cute, but it's just like, man, none of y'all needed to come to this fucking tournament. I guess. I don't know. Like, I think I think maybe the interactions between them were pretty redeeming. Like, that was probably one of the high points for me. It's just seeing the old guys. Why did Shishi Wakamaru... Why is Shishi Wakamaru here? Suzuki is a stretch, because he had a pseudo-antagonistic relationship with the others. Why is Shishi Wakamaru here besides being a fan favorite? Who's Shishi Wakamaru again? The one that turns into, like, a little goblin. Oh, the imp? I don't yeah. know. What? Yeah. Okay, what yeah. was that He about? shouldn't did be here. Did we ever see that before this? Yeah, yeah. Was, were they... Yeah. Which... Was he in the film arc? So, the reason... Oh, you see it, sort of, because, like, when he intimidates them, he, like, turns sort of into a bug to freak them out before the match. But it's... It makes more sense if you know what type of demon he's based on. Like his demon, ar- like his yokai archetype, is a imp that like prods people uh, at night. I gotcha. So is he? He was in the group of the kids, that group that intimidated them in the tournament arc. Where it's like we're gonna kill you. Well, that was every group back then. There were like more than one. I meant group the one that broke that. to the hotel room and like that. That happened more than once. No, the no, first one with no, the yo-yo kid. No, was... he was he was in the second one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I'm sorry. I got those. They broke into the locker room, not the not the hotel room. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, man. I get those two confused all his, the time. His main fight was with Genkai. Like he, I think he fought Kuwabara for like a brief hot second, and then he fought Genkai and he lost to her. Exactly. And, Rip. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I wish they had explained why any... Like, I can understand, like, Chu and Jin showing up. That makes all the sense in the world. Rinku I get because he'll just go wherever Chu goes because he's his best bud. I do not understand. Well, and Toya kind of makes sense because he's like, "Yeah, I understand the ideal of the Urameshi team and, he's and also consistent with, with Jin, like their tribe." Yeah, he's with Jin as well. Mm-hmm. I do not understand why Suzuki's here unless they they should have shown Kurama having to fucking bribe him. And then like, there's no fucking reason for Shishi to be here. Mm, yeah, 
Uh, they just need a. I think you just want to throw in fan favorites to hope they can max the That's awful, what they did. the awful smell of this plot. Yeah. So uh, then it cuts to Yusuke, who just finishes off his entire group by just punching all of them. I like how you wrote it. Yusuke finished off the entire group by punching them off. <laughs> yep. That's it. That is it. Pretty much it. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, who wants to introduce the next episode, which has the shortest notes of any episode we've done in the entire series? Uh, I'll go for it, I guess. I'll, I guess I'll do the, the thing. All right. Uh, episode 106, the English, English title, Battle of Father and Son. And the Japanese title, Father and Son Battle, Yomi and Shura, which I'm not 100% sure uh. Alright, release date is, uh, in Japan is November 5th, 1994. Good year. And, uh, in the US, February 18th, 2006. And the synopsis is, as the preliminary round of the tournament draws to a close, one match between a father and son still rages on. Before the competition can continue, the vigor of youth must defeat the patience of age. Oh my god. <laughs> in the final battle, the clash Titans Marvel versus Capcom. Clash There's a good heroes. idea in this episode and terrible execution. Yeah, the actual synopsis makes it sound way much deeper than the actual episode. Yeah, this was. Episode, was, episode was pretty shit. Not gonna lie. This may be the worst episode of the series to this point. Yeah, that was pretty bad. It's like, I don't know, it was kind of weak sauce and it kind of destroyed that build up. I think that's what killed it for me the most. Where it's like, yeah. oh, all this build up, the father's gonna take the son, kill him, he's gonna become the, the new guy, Yusuke fight. I was like, oh no, the son's gonna lose and Yusuke is gonna fight the. Uh... Oh, why is it doesn't Yeah. But, you yeah. should read the first bullet point without breathing. I gotcha. Shura tries to attack his dad frontally, gets fucked up, tries to do energy attacks, gets fucked up. Yomi tells him that giving up now is fine as long as he did Shura, tries to k- trick his dad, gets fucked up. Then in a panic, tries to discover the weak points and finds none. His dad can absorb demon energy, and Shura gets fucked up again. <gasps> Whew. Wow. Yomi. And that's basically the most important points of the fight. Yep, that's it. Anyways, episode 107, Demon World 20. No, no. No. Uh, Yomi forces Shura to submit in order to learn humility at a younger age than he does, than he does so he, than he did then, so then, he doesn't. Then Yomi did. Yeah, then Yomi did. So he doesn't have to get get go through the same stuff, even though he probably probably doesn't make, really make sense. Uh, Yusuke speaks to the crowd and tells everyone he doesn't want to be to the death too late. He doesn't want the, the uh, he doesn't want the tournament to be to the death. Oh, but yeah, uh, back to the Yomi thing. Yeah, I think that's the cool core of their fight. Everything around it sucks. Yeah, this fight kind of kind of blows. Yeah. And it's like, I get the it, idea your of... son just literally was alive for like two days, so you have to teach him a lesson, <laughs> but it was just so, I don't know. I just wish they at least have like a, uh, like a, um, was it a training montage a la, yeah. you know, uh, Mulan, where it's like, let's they have get one down retroactively to by to Dude, defeat They show a flashback to them training. Also the Huns. If, you, the, if by the Huns you mean all the demons and crazy people. Then he killed, and yes, he will defeat mm-hmm. the Huns. Also, Yusuke. But anyways, yeah. he he tells everyone that he is going to be to the, the the fights to the death, and it's like too late, maybe. Like I think he saw what happened. Well, the- because like a couple dudes died in the prelims. 
Really? So I, I like how Yusuke is like, I don't want anyone to die. And then it's like, people explicitly died during the prelims. How do they die in the prelims? Yeah, who died? Did anyone we... Do you remember when Jin eviscerated that person made of gas? Oh. Uh, I just assumed he was like, down for the count. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's gas. I mean, he can just like re- reappear in different... Like salad fingers. Oh, remember, like, when I'm salad. pretty sure the dude who eats people with his vagina dentata back... Like, killed a couple people before Shishiwakamaru literally killed him. Shishiwakamaru killed that guy. Let's not, let's not mince words. Shishiwakamaru killed that guy. I mean, he could have just, he could have just sent him to the next dimension. Like in Dragon Ball Z. No, he's dead. Okay. What is the Dark Realm? What is the Yu-Gi-Oh version of death? Uh, the Shadow Realm. The Shadow Shadow Realm. (laughs) He sent him to Hiffle. The hall was the, yes. the the hall for infinite. the hall for infinite losers. Yep, that's that's where he went. Uh, that's a Dragon Ball thing. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, the American dub. Yeah, uh, they basically replaced Hell with Hiffle, H I F L. Oh yeah. With those two German was was it German guys or was that the the uh, the four star dub? Uh, I think it was two German dudes in the original Dragon Ball Z dub, but I think they changed it later, probably for the best. But yeah, I did like the call out to my favorite SNL skit and. TFS, but we're here to pump you up. Um, I love that. Anyways, uh, so where's it? The death. He, he proposes a presidential election whereby the tournament is held every two years to determine the winner. This is very similar to the end of Game of Thrones. I gotcha. Yeah, and I get, the, but like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I just gotta say, this isn't democracy because like you're fighting to like that doesn't that's not no one's voting. Like they're all voting for themselves. Does that count still? This is kind of like, like a, no. The Walking guess what? Dead. It doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, this is the Walking Dead I mean, uh, version of running, running for president, like with, a, with I, okay. Megan and Rick, so it's like they just shoot each other to the death until one of them becomes the leader and or locks them up in prison. And I'm going to coin a new form of government based on the word, uh, you know, like, rule, kratia, and the word for power, kratos. So basically, I'm going to take it back to its Greek roots... He is advocating kratocracy. I'm down for that. What what about whereby the strongest person wins? Fightocracy. Is crito- Fightocracy. Wait, is <laughs> kratocracy crito- sounds more official. Fightocracy makes more sense to me. That works, but I mean, kratocracy sounds like it's just uh, just Kratos fighting people until they die, and whoever's left. Kratos' name means strength or ability. I Kratos. I gotcha. So so this technically is Kratos fighting people. To, yeah. Why not? Okay. I mean, so. The ancient word for MMA, like in the ancient Greek world, when they combined boxing plus wrestling plus other stuff, was pankration, which means all powers or all abilities. Oh, that's how so you this would that. You say you say things fancy, Joe. I thought it was well. That. No, so people say pankration yeah, now, pankration. but like in Greek, it was pankration. Does that have anything to do with the pancreas? It's what they uh, I think the pancreas has like i think it's pan the same pan but i don't know what the creus part is I gotcha. so and it might have been based on like a ancient understanding of uh how the body works so they didn't fight each other with pancreases then no oh. uh but basically uh yeah this is a terrible plan but then yusuke uh proceeds to fight a a uh yokai called a nekomata a giant nekomata but the name of this one is nekotama so that's just I don't know why they would do that. No, so, did they go nia nia? Yeah. So basically, it's a nekomata whose name is Cat Egg, <laughs> and then dodges extending claws and then punches him in the face. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Episode ends. I'm gonna be honest. Yusuke's fight was dumb. The nekomata yeah. kind of sucked. Like everyone was like, "Oh my god, he's gonna get." 
dad! And, like, he literally moved one inch and avoided both clawed hands. It's like, it's like, haha, I got another one! Boop. Oh. My fatal plan has failed! <laughs> So, yeah, these I I hate these episodes so much. Yeah, fuck you. Who wants to do episode one hundred and seven? One hundred and seven disappointment. I'll do the synopsis. How about so, that? Sounds good. You'll see. No, just do the title too. Okay, cool. Sure, why not? Do a lot of stuff today, guys. Episode one hundred and seven: The Demon World Tournament begins, uh, or fierce fighting, men fighting for their dreams. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I thought like a dream girl situation was happening. (laughs) Has this turned into a clamp anime? Maybe. That Japanese Japanese title sounds like an alternate title for Hunter Hunter. Men fighting for their dreams. Shit, yeah, kind of. Alright, it was released in the state, or in Japan on November 12th, 1994. And then in the states, uh, February 25th, 2006. Uh, The synopsis, as the main bouts of the Demon World Tournament get underway, it looks like some of the fighters' motivations for entering aren't exactly what they seemed. They... Shit, I hate reading. They all have their eyes on one warrior as their prize. Yusuke... Okay, that sounds... So, they all have eyes on one warrior as their prize, Yusuke. It sounds not like... It sounds like they're like taking Yusuke on like a date or something. Yeah, not like, <laughs> it's not the fighting tournament, it's the bachelor. <laughs> I'm about to say that, the bachelorette. I'm I'm down. Yusuke's the bachelor. <laughs> Alright, we need a Photoshop of this stat. Uh, actually, I'm super down if one of you guys does it. We should totally post that to the page. I'll try my best. Also, I'm gonna quit fucking posting during work hours. I need to stop. They Have tracked you, you, Joe. Did, they you, tracked did you get you. caught, Joe? No, it's just like I'm noticing I'm wasting time. But anyways. I gotcha. uh, to be fair, Joe, I do all my non-work essential stuff at work. Who doesn't? Do it on your lunch break. It's your time. (laughs) Oh, no. So I always eat lunch with my coworkers. Um, Oh, you're at that stage of your... your, um, The relationship. uh, Yeah, where you actually eat lunch. It's because we have a cafeteria here, so we all go down together. Uh, Yeah, but you go in a crew. That's a thing. (laughs) Must be nice. I I work for an old-ass company that still has cubicles. Oh, I like eat lunch. Cubes. I eat lunch at my cubicle, except I, for there's official work lunches. Mm-hmm. And then I'll eat with people. But yeah, I, if, if I had an actual cafeteria, I'd be eating lunch with people every day. It's pretty awesome, but we can talk about oh, that well, another you time. Have a nice cafeteria, Joe. Not to spoil where you actually work, but um, I was just saying that it's like, a school. It's a school. He works. He works with children <laughs> in their computer lab. Um, if the children are five million people, anyways. <laughs> Everyone's his child. Um, but I was just saying that, like, okay. usually, like, when I started, I know when you start your, when you start job or school, you, like, you know how you mob in a big group, like, your freshman year of college? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or whatever, you mobbed in, like, a group of 37, by the time your senior year hits, you mob in a group of, like, two, maybe. <laughs> like. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I would say with my work, everyone's, like, old. I'm, like, the youngest person in the office. Oh, jeez. It's pretty sad. I do have some guy that's close, so we play Magic the Gathering a lot, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, the thing is with the cafeteria that I have, I I was in the building where it was, but they moved me. Now the cafeteria is like, 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 uh, like half, like a quarter mile away. Oh, man. So I gotta make a trek just to get stuff at the cafeteria. Well, well, before when I was in the building, I just go downstairs, get food, bring it back upstairs in my cubicle. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna have- I was gonna say that's not too far until I realized, oh yeah, we you guys live in an incredibly hot state. Yep. So going there sucks. Um, anyways, speaking of uh, sweltering conditions, uh, Shishi Wakamaru was beaten by Hokushin due to hot and heavy grappling. Ooh. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. My. 
was there Jello involved? No, I don't think yeah, it was one, that exciting. He is the Jello. <laughs> Was a, yeah, he is the jello. This episode will be a lot more exciting if it had some jello involved. <laughs> we got so jello Suzuki is beaten chest. by an opponent off screen and they never explain it. And they just said, because he was stronger. And it's like, what the fuck? To be yeah. fair, he probably didn't care anyway. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe yeah. that. That was kind of kind of a sellout. It's like he didn't even get to do his, 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 uh, Suzaku says gay rights attack. Yes. It's like, why? Well, don't worry. He comes back in the next show as, like, everyone's favorite creepy clown. Um, so Jin flies into the sky and dives down only to find out that his opponent, Suketsu, can fly too and is much stronger and faster than him. Uh, b- this is because Suketsu turns out to Dragon Ball Z fly while Jin can only fly as fast as the wind can take him. So it's Avatar versus DBZ? Yeah, I think we've settled this, uh, you know, we've settled this death battle or whatever. You don't like, uh, Jin finds yeah. a way to dive Suketsu's nothing personal kid, and then nothing personal kids Suketsu, uh, only to be snuck up on, and then sort of everything personal kid. There's a lot of did. There also was a lot of that in the the last battle with the with Yoma Yoma and Shura, Shura, where they a lot of nothing personal kid except it was kind of very personal, a uh, son. Oh yeah. So it turns out when you don't have actual drama and you have like a bad idea for your fight, just doing nothing personal kid repeatedly uh, tries to stand in for drama. Doesn't work. Yeah, it's real bad. Uh, so basically, Suketsu says he hasn't met someone so uh, obstinate since Ryzen. Like basically, Jin is like standing up even though he's getting his ass kicked. Um, and this turns out to be an excuse for them to like talk about Ryzen and. Um, Jin remembers back to the difficulty of tra- his training and says that he can't lose now. You know, it's very, like, shown in anime. But they're kind of trying to show that even if you have that spark in you, when you come up against someone who is legitimately stronger and more skilled than you, you're going to get beaten. So Suketsu beats him up more uh, and then basically says he's going to fight Yusuke in Jin's place, kind of continuing on his path. This is the best of these fights so far, and it's still bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't I don't like this. They did this build-up for these characters to have this battle again. And it's like, nah, let's not do that. You know, there's no yeah. Like so they, it's like the Chekhov's gun on a massive stage, except yeah. except that it's, it's multiple Chekhov's guns plus and they all fire. Yeah, yeah. So Jin gets up and goes unconscious, standing, uh, which <laughs> so shows dumb. character development. Yeah, it shows character development because the last time during the dark tournament when he stood up, he fell back down. Oh wow! Wow, character development. Yeah, man, for a character that's not going to appear anymore in the series, great. It's character development, like yep. Game of Thrones handles character. Character development in like the last season. Yeah, it's like, it's like gets crushed by rocks. <laughs> yeah, they both show telltale signs of being way too rushed and nothing fucking happening. Nope. Pretty much, it's like oh shit. Literally, it's the same symptoms. Like oh shit, we need to finish this show off. All right, let's just write a bunch of bullshit and hopefully it works. <laughs> They're the same symptoms, but from different causes. In the case of Yu Hakusho, Togashi was like dying, and he's like, I need to finish this for my health. Meanwhile, the Game of Thrones one, they're like, we've been given every opportunity to have as long as we want with this, but we're tired of it because we suck. Yeah, and I think and then they, they were also like, we got other things going on, so they wanted to be like, who cares? Yeah, so we gotta- Togashi's was out of necessity, theirs was out of arrogance. Mm-hmm. At least we got the book so, to look forward to, though. Maybe they might not screw that up if they ever come out. He's he's, he's gonna die. He's, he's working on a fucking Dark Souls type game. Why? Right now, what so are he's you gonna... doing, George R. R. Martin? Stop! Just 
You're gonna die soon, just like, I mean... Give us you, give us our Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, seriously, some... To be fair, I think the game could be awesome, but he should not be doing it until he's done with the fucking book. Seriously, though, like, it's gonna... He's gonna die, and they're like, oh, let's just rewrite the ending like the show. And it's like, no! Anyways, uh, Chew is worried... Uh, so, break, and then comes back. Chew is worried that... Uh, Kujo is uh, Natsume's boyfriend, Kujo being... Uh, yeah, but then it, she clarifies that they're twins. Dun-dun-dun. I'm half wondering if this is supposed to be, like... I don't know. Like, Kujo kind of reminded me of female Ranma. Like... Oh, not Kujo. Natsume reminds me of female Ranma. Kujo does not remind me of male Ranma. But I'm half wondering... Because that was kind of an archetype in anime in the early 90s and late 80s of, like, the, oh, here is the Chinese-influenced person, or here is the explicitly Chinese person. Mm, maybe. And so I wonder if that's what they were going for. Yeah, I think so. It was, like, also looked like an old character design. He looked like basically a brunette version of the guy that Rinku was with during the Dark Tournament and the one where they break into the hotel. Like, they will have, like, the smaller eyes, the same hair. I don't know. It's He kind looked of. very generic compared to his sister. Yeah. I like how in the uh, Japanese version... I know in the English version, they gave him a fucking Joey Wheeler-ass Brooklyn accent. <laughs> Demon oh. rage. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Botan shows up and teases... Oh, fuck, I wrote Susukoma, but I meant to write Rinku, because remember, that's what they call him in the Spanish version, for whatever reason. Is it because uh, it they tease him that the girl's bro is fighting, uh, and they point out a TV, and it's a fucking minotaur, and uh, it, it's revealed that they're lying. That's pretty pretty funny. That was kind of cute. It's just, it's just sort of weird. Uh, yeah, so Kurama flashes back to talking with Toya about his new feelings on life and wanting a good fight with Kurama and Yusuke to kind of show, like, oh, there's an arc here. And, like, it's cool, but again, they rush this so much that it's, like, not good. Yeah. And it's kind of, like, moot point for, for Toya. It's like, oh, well, I guess this build-up was for nothing. Why did they get strong again? Yeah. So now we start Kujo versus Toya. Uh, Kujo allows himself to have his energy sucked out by Toya, and then it's revealed that he basically allowed it in order to make it even. Uh, Kujo then busts out and starts having a fight. Uh, Toya eventually loses. Kujo then saves him from drowning in the melting lake because Toya froze the entire arena and they were fighting on top of a frozen lake. And Kujo basically stops him from drowning while going unconscious. And Toya is happy with his loss because it was, you know, a good fight. It's very like, hey, here's the most boilerplate shonen bullshit you can possibly have. <laughs> but, was it, but was it really a good fight? He kind of nerfed himself, handicapped himself, so... I kind of... No, so it was the idea of a good fight in that, like, both people were able to fight to the extent of their ability, even though one person had a handicap on, I but guess. it was one that, like, forced him to fight smarter. Like, it's it's the good fight in terms of, quote-unquote, being a fair fight. It sucked. Yeah, I was gonna say, I wouldn't consider it a an even fighter, a good fighter, because it's like he just nerfed himself. It's like me picking, like, a character or falling off the stage in Smash Brothers to fight my sister. It's like, uh... Or my brother or sister that doesn't play Smash. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, um, I guess like, so that's the set of episodes for now because we're try trying to go with just describing them and then going with our observations and thematic analysis afterwards. So just some quick observations that I had. Um, like, what did you guys think about the Gondora guards like in the first episode, like looking like straight up like Star Wars characters of some sort? Like they had the big helmets and were carrying like bow staff. So they look like a combination of like medieval Japanese and Star Wars shit. Mm -hmm feels like 
<laughs> Yomi's aesthetic, Smito Asian, yeah. <laughs> futuristic. Yeah. He was really into uh, Vaporwave before it was cool. I mean, doesn't he have the H.R. Giger-esque places? Mm, no, no, uh, Mukuro does. I gotcha. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this before, but I think they should... We should have a sort of counter to tell if it's how H.R. Giger looks, and we should name it a Giger counter. Nice. We should st- The next time we do a drinking game, when we're watching something, we'll definitely have a Giger counter, and you take uh, shots every time. See how radioactive you get. <laughs> I'm down. Um, so, Enki is straight up South Park Satan. Yeah, like, I was he thinking is that, that guy. too. He kind of he kind of looked like Enma, almost. Like the, I guess, the from uh, DBZ. So Enki's a dude Enki. in uh in like Buddhism, but I forget like what he specifically was in comparison to like other deities. Um but he is depicted as having horns, but he's not supposed to be so paunchy and middle-aged. I just think they did that as like a cute thing. Yeah, I I think so too cuz it it says uh, are you referring to the GBZ one or the uh, him in the show? Uh, Enki no, Enki and Enma are two distinct figures. Sorry, I meant the. Actually, let me verify that right now. Because Enki kind of looks like the, guy, the, the the red guy from DBZ that judges people. I oh, know. Uh, so yeah, that's that's their King Yama, who's supposed to be more like the uh, other dude. He kind of supposed to be more like King Yama. He kind of looks like Yama, the Enki. Is that what they're going for, or am I just off base? Or there's like more red demon people that are in Japanese culture that I'm not aware of. I just thought he's more like he's not an he's not an Oni. Hmm. Is he? Uh, I'm looking this up right now. Most of the stuff I can find about Enki is about a Sumerian god named Enki, so now I'm half wondering if that's what they're doing and I misremembered that there was a Japanese thing, but I'm going to make sure of this real quick. Yeah, but I, th- I think the point the, the point is that it kind of looks like that. You know, it's South Park Satan. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, observations. Enki is cool with how much his wife is into their dead mutual friend. That's kind of weird. And also a literal abusive drunk. Uh, honestly, I have no idea. Yeah, that was kind of, uh, kind of weird. Their but... relationship is weird. Yeah, it is also demon spirit demon relationship, so maybe there's some sort of uh some sort of trope or some mm-hmm. sort of, you know, thing that we're not aware of because we're not demon people maybe. Yeah, as know. humans shall we place our morality onto other species? Yeah, maybe they have, they have some I mean, they're they're depicted as pretty human. <laughs> I don't know. They could they could have some relationship thing going like maybe some open relationship sort of thing, like fighting wise, like, you know, he fights oh other people God. and she fights other people, you know. Oh my god. Uh, anyways, I looked it up, and yeah, it turns out Enki is not a thing in Japanese mythology, um, but, uh, so Enki is a Sumerian god, um, and they might just be emphasizing, like, oh, this dude's ancient, you know, associated with Sumeria, etc., but uh, there is a literal meaning to Enki in Japanese, which is unrelated to religious figures. It's like adjournment or postponement, and so I half wonder if the idea is, like, oh, he's a placeholder, or, oh... It might be he's, like, a placeholder till like, you know, the real resolution happens at a later date. Maybe. Either way, he's interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, so I wrote, how are these episodes so bad? That's something we can get into later, but, like, we, we will at some point, either during this episode or a later one, read a note from Togashi regarding, like, how these ended up so bad. Yeah, because this was pretty awful, I have mm-hmm. to say. 
So yeah, do you guys have any other uh, observations before we sort of get into like more thematic analysis? It's just so lighthearted in tone too, which kind of threw me off compared to like the first, um, the first Dark Tournament arc. Yeah, like the first few episodes, like it was pretty serious. Like even it had like its jokes here and there. It's like a complete one eighty in tone. Yeah, and it also doesn't just make sense because like. Everyone was terrified of the Three Kings, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's super scared, but now everyone's like, yeah, we'll fight him in a fighting art. Like, yeah. It's fine. And I guess they justify it at one point. They're like, oh, maybe the two of them will take each other out and then we'll be fine. But, like, what are the odds of that happening? <laughs> like, Yeah, that's the, that's the thing I hated about this series. What shifted from, or this, this arc, it shifted from a, oh, serious, we gotta have this Civil War-esque battle to, oh, hey, lighthearted demon arc. Let's all be buddies and friends, have some brewskis kick back, uh, beat each other up, you know, at a tournament. You know, it's all cool. You know, there's no so there's no thing of them trying to kill each other. I'll get into this more when we get into Hunter Hunter, but uh, it is my guess that the reason for the current hiatus of Hunter Hunter is Togashi has effectively ridden himself into this situation again, oh, no. but has done a better job at keeping it incredibly serious, political, and well-written. But he has to, one, raise his kids with his wife, and two, is trying to plot some way to make this work well, and he doesn't want to repeat the mistakes of Yu show. Gotcha, that's right for the best. That is my personal opinion, but I think that is the explicit reason that he is on such a long hiatus right now. How long now. has his hiatus been? Because like, I know with Hunter... Years. Years? Was it's it been 11? years since the last chapter? He's been kind of writing real slow. Um, I'll have to check, but I think it might have been years, and then he wrote like a small thing of chapters, and then went on hiatus again. Okay, gotcha. So, do you think they're actually going to continue off the anime series that's out now, or do you think they're just going to no. start a new one once those? They'll finished? start a new one in like the twenty twenty five, probably. I gotcha. That's going to be interesting because we'll have three different we'll have three different uh, Hunter X Hunters where we have the the first one in the nineties. Along with the one the 2010s and another one in the 2020s, yeah. but I wonder if they're just going to be like, you know what, rewrite the entire thing, or be like, you know what, let's just start where we left off. I feel like they could. Start no, where there's they absolutely left no re. Yeah, they should start where they left off because the reason for doing the entire thing again during the 2011 one is because the 90s one was full of inaccuracies and bullshit, mm-hmm. and so they basically wanted to write it correctly. Um, so like, there's some really cool stuff about 1999, but there's a lot of filler inserted and a lot of like things that just straight up did not happen that are now supposedly part of canon fights. So they basically corrected that all with 2011. Um, so there would be no reason to do that with a 2020 series. Well, now that I think about it, there's like four different iterations of, of Hunter X Earth 3 because they have the 90s OVA, the 90s anime, and the 2011 series as well. Yeah, so there would be a fourth. That's yeah. like a shit ton. It'd be similar to, yeah, like JoJo's done something similar where there was the... Jojo movie that like never has been released oh, because it was really a terrible shitty, train wreck. Shitty one, yeah. Yeah, there was the OVA in '94, the OVA in 2000, and then the series that actually gained traction in 2012. I guess, but I wouldn't really count the because the movie was the first uh, the first iteration of that, and the OVA in the '90s was part three, so it's kind of a different thing, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just the idea of like there being so many unrelated recounts of like some more stuff but the thing is that hunter x hunter that's the entire show starting over versus you know jojo was like oh part three part four you know just different yeah we'll we'll definitely talk about that more later yeah all right so where where were we with with the themes so thematically i wanted to discuss the idea this becomes much more apparent in later episodes but there's this idea of yusuke as the idiot savior basically 
like someone who makes impulsive decisions but like has a reality distortion field of charisma around him that makes it so that people go along with his ideas and like the outcomes are good. So like you see this in real life sometimes. Me with Steve uh, like Jobs, Steve Jobs Jinx. was this dude. This is um, it's also like every shonen main character is like the idiot savior. Yeah. Uh, like, I'd say not every, but I'd say that's a much more recent thing. So, uh, that, that's become a much more popular thing because of Naruto. But as we all know, the guy who wrote Naruto is a huge Yu Hakusho fan. So, like, that's probably part of that. Would you say that Deku is an idiot savior in, savior in a way? Yeah, Deku is definitely an idiot savior. Like, so, Goku is kind of like this, but it was an unrefined version. I think that the way it currently exists with Naruto and stuff, and, like, all the children of Naruto, is based almost explicitly on a reference to Yu Hakusho. I think Yu Hakusho, and also, did One Piece come out after Yu Hakusho? Did what? One Piece. Uh, yeah, uh, One Piece was 97, Yu Hakusho was, like, early 90s. Yeah, because sometimes I'm, like, I see a lot of, like, Similar things between Yusuke and the main character of One Piece, Luffy. Like, I think you say Solo. No. I would say Luffy and Yusuke have more in common than Solo. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I kind of messed up. I, I, For some reason, I thought Yusuke had swords. So I don't know where I was going with that, so I apologize for my dumbness. <laughs> No, no worries. But I was going to say, yeah, we'll definitely talk about this in future seasons where we compare sort of like the history of character tropes across series. Because to me, honestly, I believe that like a lot of who Yusuke is is a fusion of the juvenile delinquent archetype plus Goku plus Joseph Joestar. And we can talk about that in the future. Fair. It's kind of weird um, how all this yeah. manga because they're influenced by each other though. Like Jojo and uh, Yusuke is influenced by Jojo one Piece, or I guess, um, sorry, uh, Naruto is influenced by Yu Hakusho, and, you know, even One Piece, even new ones are influenced by One Piece, so it's like a never-ending influence train. Oh, yeah. We will definitely talk about this. I think that might be some of the structure of the show once we finish Hunter x Hunter. But, um, yeah, so continuing on the Yusuke as idiot savior thing, I wanted to make the comparison to uh, Jing of Hunter x Hunter, who's, like, the same way. He talks about being, like, shitty with, like, individual people, but that he's, like, often changed people's lives for the better based on impulsive shit he doesn't understand. And, like, kind of, like, helps everyone around him just by being there. And Jing is pretty comparable to, like, hey, what if Yusuke kind of fucked up his love life and then just sort of, like, lived as this, like, listless wanderer? Fair. And then abandoned his child. And then abandoned his son, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so you kind of see this trope with uh, leaders, like, who can get people to give up on their worldly affairs and do what they want through the results. Uh, And though the results will vary depending on the true worthiness of the individual goals, uh, there's... This is the idea of the reality distortion field. You can look this up with regards to Steve Jobs and other charismatic leaders. It's like a somewhat common thing. I don't think this was in reference to that, but the idea of the ultra-charismatic leader whose dumb ideas oftentimes turned out well. Yeah, and you gotta gotta remember, a lot of the dumb ideas also came from just different people that he got the ideas from or, you know, told them to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, like, the, I do not like Steve Jobs. Let's not go into that subject. It's all about, uh, Steve, it's all about Steve Wozniak. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm genuinely... Steve Jobs stole a bunch of shit from everyone who worked with him. Oh, and then also that. withheld money from, like, people for their ideas. Oh. 
And like, yeah, Steve Jobs was a shitbag. I think the biggest one was where uh, they were developing Breakout, him and Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. S- Steve Wozniak, and yeah. And basically what happened was that Steve, Steve Jobs told them, oh, we'll make this amount of money if we take get build it with these amount of chips. And after they turned it in, it turned out that for every chip they removed, they get a giant bonus. And Steve Jobs did not tell Wozniak about it and took and pocketed all the bonus money and gave him whatever the, the regular his regular cut was. Oh. And Steve Wozniak discovered this decades later and basically in a tearful interview said, like, you know, the amount of money didn't fucking matter. It was just like he felt betrayed by his best friend. Yeah. I mean, let, let me do a, a brag here. I don't own Apple. Anything Apple product related? Um, so I'm better than everybody else. Who she, she's a uh, <laughs> my flex on. I'm kidding, but no, that's yeah, nice. That's yeah, but yeah, no, like I don't think I don't think he's the worst person of all time or yeah, anything. Yeah. But I do think that he just doesn't deserve a lot of like the credit that he's right. given. Well, like this isn't like I mean I guess it's maybe it's public knowledge because all those Steve Jobs movies came out. But like this isn't public knowledge they, to someone uh, like me who's not really on the scene of tech things. Like this is genuinely yeah, people in tech kind of know about it because like people are still angry about like charismatic people taking credit for shit they didn't do like i'm still it still like bothers me that steve wozniak like i i talk about apple and steve wozniak and nobody really knows anything about him and it really pisses me off because i'm a big i i feel like i'm in that same but with him where i love designing and making these products and that's why i really relate to him a lot and the fact that nobody sort of recognizes that his talent and all the stuff he did especially with the the apple and apple II. It really just really, like, it grinds my gears on. It's like, oh, Steve Jobs. It's like, well, Wozniak is, like, the genius. He's probably one of the smartest people in the 21st century. And also, I just realized how much I sound like a fanboy. So I apologize for that. I just get yeah. I get emotional when people like that get exploited a lot. Yeah, we can talk about that another... Actually, I have no idea we'll what never, we would we'll talk, never about. Okay, talk about. We'll this. never talk about that again. Really if, if you want to talk about yeah. my, love, my, my Steve Wozniak... Fanboys and just hit me up. You know where Facebook. to find yeah. me. Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So uh, another another thing I noticed was um, I I have this like idea of like an archetypical thing that happens both in anime and other long lived series, but the quote unquote you never know who's out there effect, aka the OG Dragon Ball effect. The idea of like when powerful people come to the front and decide to have like a tournament, people will come out of the woodwork who you've never heard of, who turn out to be as powerful or more powerful than the strongest people in your scene. Um, and this happens in real life, too, because if you look at MMA from the period of 1986 to about 2007, there were a lot of people in the scene who had come up from in the scene in traditional martial arts who later got displaced by people coming in from, like, Olympic, like, uh, from, like, Olympic sports because, like, people like quote unquote the real freaks hadn't shown up yet like the genetic freaks the people who like have irreplaceable like gifts or like who have such outsider skill sets you've never heard of and so as a sport or as a tournament grows you often see people come in who have no pedigree in your arena who are suddenly kicking everyone's ass because they're coming into it from a completely different mindset you know the weird thing and like, the weird thing is that the same thing happens in initial d where it's like oh this guy who's an amazing racer with you know a fucking 300 500 horsepower car that's the best racer in the world and just gets beat by an a e86 with like not that powerful of horsepower. Yeah. It's, um, 
I've always I've always thought this phenomenon was interesting, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's already like a TV tropes page on something like this. But this is always something that I've noticed, like in Dragon Ball, sort of like the seed of this idea. Like you mean every season the, ever? <laughs> yeah, it's the seed of everything. But like Goku and Roshi, you know, have a big fight in the first World Martial Arts Tournament. I'm sorry, it was Goku and Jackie Chun. Sorry, I, I don't know how I Who confuse those two. Yeah, what are you doing, Joe? Master Roshi was in the audience, yeah. obviously. Master Roshi's in the audience and looked pretty brown. I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's maybe, tan because he lives on an island. Maybe he, he's from Nam or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but... um. But, like, basically, like, after that tournament, like, Master Roshi's old, like, training buddy shows up with his students, and, like, people who were in previous, like, martial arts tournaments show up, and then eventually it's just like, hey, remember that time we had that Demon King? Well, guess what? He's back, I guess. Or, like, you know, every, and, like, every single thing in Dragon Ball, you know, Dragon uh, Goku and Frieza, Goku and Cell, no, Goku the androids, so I think that's, Goku I think and that's Jiren, different. Goku I think and all the stuff in Z is Boo, different because that's Goku straight up like, and, oh yeah. Uh, his other okay, guy. Okay, Pat. Okay, Pat. We get it. Goku no, the and, stuff in Z is like Goku other people and Broly, who have never heard of Earth. Goku and... Uh, <laughs> oh my god. The stuff in Z is different because it's people who have never heard of Earth just suddenly deciding to like conquer it. Well, I think the stuff in Dragon Ball is like people who have been waiting for someone stronger oh, to show up. Oh, you meant Dragon Ball original. Okay. Original Dragon the Ball, yeah. entirety of Dragon Ball. Sorry. Yeah, I think Z is a different phenomena that I actually do not like as much. Like, I think the idea of, like, the old the old champions or the old, like, you know, demons and old gods showing up is something I like. Mm-hmm. While the Z thing of just, like, people who've never been anywhere is dumb as hell. Yeah. Like the young upstarts being like, this is my time, versus, like, the old power being like, okay, now there's someone, like, worth like do like worth fighting showing up I, after like I think in like having a comeback in, I think in a re- original Dragon Ball you can conceivably see all the new threats as people who could have come up while in Z it's just like none of this makes sense and then in Super it goes back to like oh yeah these people feel like they could have been coexisting with us the whole time yeah but Super I think is probably a better show than Z in my opinion Oh, no, I think Z is the worst of the three, honestly. Even worse than GT? And that's GT? like a controversial opinion. I think... No, I said the, of the three. GT does not count. Gotcha. GT is terrible, is non-canonical, and should be burned. Unpopular opinion, I love GT as a child. But that's because the protagonist was also a child. So, like... <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people love... G- like, uh, my girlfriend loves GT because she loved it as a child. <laughs> even though she's like, yeah, this doesn't really make any sense. I think you can like it, but not like it as Dragon a Dragon Ball uh, okay. series. I think you can like something like and recognize fanfic. that it's yeah. terrible. Exactly. Like it it's just, fan fiction. Yeah, it's like you just like it. Yeah, I like it, I like it, don't worry. But I'm not going to put it on like a non, like non-subjective It's not, it's not like a good like criterion of anime. Yeah. yeah, I mean... Ah, the Criterion Collection of Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, so... Uh, back to like another theme. There's the idea of putting away one's worldly goals for the true heart of the fight. Straight up... This is a common trope in anime. It was especially bad in the early 90s when, like, you had stuff like uh, Dragon Ball and, like, G Gundam and, like, Street Fighter, which had an anime but, like, was more just like, oh, yeah, we're going to revitalize this idea of, like, the true warrior. And so it's, like, I get it, and it, like, speaks to a piece of Japanese culture, but, like, it was not a part of Yu Hakusho except for certain characters until now. And they're like, now everyone's just falling under Yusuke's spell or idea. And it's like, this is terrible. They even address it in a later episode where like Yomi calls this out as like, why are we all doing this? <laughs> Same. 
Yeah, I think that's just kind of like a sign of like either they're running out of ideas or you just know what to do with this turn with this yeah. tournament and like what to do with these characters. Like it's just not I don't mind it as a thing. It's just unsupported for most of the characters who are engaging it right, right. now. Yeah. Um so I had the idea of like regretting falling mm-hmm. outs. Uh and like so for me in my own personal life with my my family and stuff, I honestly think you should prefer reconciliation 9 out of 10 times unless the person's like actively abusive. Um, and this is in reference to Ryzen and, like, his friends being like, yeah, we fucking abandoned him a thousand years ago and didn't talk until he was dead. Oh. Um, and so, like, I, that's my personal thought. I mean, I'd be more than ready to, like, hear from other people. Like, and keep in mind, I mean, both physically or mentally, uh, or, like, emotionally abusive. But just, like, yeah, I think it's pretty sad that, like, these people, as badly written as they are, like, it is sad that they abandoned this dude and didn't see him again until he was dead. I, okay, so I am one of those people who burns bridges pretty quickly. Like, I get, I just, I'm not a nice Wait, I'm talking person. about with family explicitly, oh, not, family. not like, like, anyone else. Like, yeah. I'm saying, like, friends, but, like... Oh, yeah, I'm talking about family. Oh, okay. I mean, they're friends, so I'm gonna... <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, like, falling out with... I don't know. There's a There's a... I'll, I'll say it with friends, though, because, like, I don't have any family, like, that bad of family drama stuff. Um, I don't know. I feel like part of me is like, oh, I miss this person. Like, yeah, we had this big fallout, and we never reconciled. But, like, another part of me is like, look, we're all in different places in our lives, and sometimes it's okay to recognize that this person was close, and they were good at that point for both of you, but now, like, you guys aren't good, and that's kind of okay to be like hey like nah like we don't need to hang out we don't really need to reconcile it wouldn't benefit either of our lives in any form or fashion if we really did reconcile does that make sense i don't know yeah yeah no i feel you i'd say like maybe i should elaborate on this that like in this case it was pretty much like what if your friend was like yo man i'm a vegan but i'm not gonna push that on you guys and you're like fuck you yeah let's yeah um I don't have anything, I have something with a family member that kind of like avoided the rest of the family to the point where they haven't gone to a relative's funeral or the wedding or even see like their kids, the person's kids. And it's kind of sad because I don't know the full story of what happened. Mm -hmm. And I do want to meet him because I I, I was like a kid at the time when he he left the family, but I know he's out there. It's just kind of sad because like that he, apparently what I've heard is kind of weird, but you know, I mean, I don't. I don't know the full extent of what happened because I was like, I was like, what, six or five when he like went away from the family. So I don't really know. And, and it's kind of saddening because it's like, uh, I've heard this and that from my family, but I don't have his side of the story of what happened. So I don't know what the reasons are. So, you know, you know, family, you know, especially when a kid, they don't tell you the full extent of what happened, the full truth or what, you know, really happened. So it, it just kind of bugs me because it's kind of, it kind of seems like as much as I want to talk to him, the family doesn't, and he kind of doesn't want to get back to the family's relationship. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know, it, yeah. part of me is like, ah, eh, it's kind of, I kind of get, it's like his choice to not want, be wanting to be part of it. But I kind of, you know, I kind of feel about that maybe he, that's like judging, it's like, it's like I'm like the result, like I have to deal with the consequences of something that wasn't my business or something that I don't care about. And he just doesn't want to talk to me because it's, because I'm part of this family, you know? Yeah, I mean, obviously this is, like, complicated and, like, 
it can be very difficult. I guess just like my family's always kind of like taught to try to reconcile for like a number of reasons, even though oftentimes the people who gave me that suggestion sometimes don't apply it in their own lives, which is really interesting to think about. Like, for instance, my grandfather, the last time I ever saw him, I was, um, I was think I think I was 14 and like, basically he contacted my dad and kind of said like, Hey, uh, you know, I think you should bring out the family. I don't have much time left. Um, something like that. We showed up to his door and he basically said like, I don't get why you're here. Fuck. I just said my dad's name. Uh, guy, I don't think you're, I don't get why you're here. Just censor it. Why did you bring your family? Um, and like my dad and his dad have like had like an incredibly troubled relationship since he was young. And like, basically my dad spoke with him for four hours trying to like, let him let the four of us in and he wouldn't. So we drove off and we didn't speak to the guy again until like we found out he died. And like, um, I wasn't old enough to have kind of gone out of my way to contact him myself because, like, I couldn't have driven. It would have been across the country and stuff like that. But it it's something that I, like, think about, and it's pretty weird. And, like, I get my dad would have had weird feelings about it, but at the same time, he's literally reconciled with our relatives in Italy who put a curse on us, like, 80 years ago. Jesus. Uh, so... It's yeah, like w- I think it's like also we got back like together a lot of different levels of yeah. like what each relationship has been like, like what exactly has happened yeah. between like and also time, right? Like eighty so, years is a long time. Like, do you remember that curse you put on somebody? Yeah, like I, I, I'm gonna be honest, like I I could give a shit less of whatever happened ten years ago. So if anybody from high school, middle school, whatever school I went to. Wants to reconcile and we had a regular relationship. I wouldn't care because it was 10 years ago. And we're probably two different people that went through a bunch of different shit. So, Yeah, no, but I also kind of get where my dad's coming from with regards to... Because he had a, like, a really hard childhood because of like certain things his, his dad did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's a, that's, and, that's like, a different thing, too. But it too. sounds like he tried. Like, yeah, he tried to put like, his foot from out. From the story you're telling us, more mm-hmm. than like what we... Act, you know, we don't know the whole story. We don't right. need to. Exactly. But like, it sounded like he tried, and I think there's only so much you can do. Like he, It's commendable that he tried, but like... Mm-hmm. It's not... What, I don't know. I don't know the other alternative other than grovel at his dad's feet. Or like, like to let him back in. Force his way yeah. in, which would have been... Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, if if my grandfather had, like, lived longer and I'd become, like, an adult in that yeah. period, I would have liked to have contacted him and, like, visited him without my dad or right. something. I mean, you can only do like, so I much, just though, hear though. a story. It's like, if he yeah, doesn't I, want I, to reconcile, he just doesn't want to. There's... It's like... It sucks because there's, like, nothing you can do about it. It's like... It's like... You know, as much as you want to, you tried your best, so you can It's like, you know... Yeah, yeah. No, and, and like, yeah, we're kind of off the talk of Peacock <laughs> show. Yeah, but that's kind of that's why, why I had something to say about the idea of reconciliation, just because, like, compared to the stuff I think we're all talking about, this fucking veganism thing is, like, not that bad. Well, I think it's also, didn't they mention something about, like, that kind of changed stuff? Like, his way of, like, being, like, a fighter, in a way. Maybe I just misinterpreted it, it from did. the dub. It did. Um, because it was more like he didn't seem as much as like the fight for glory, or am I misinterpreting that? Yeah, like his core, um, his core values. I don't know. Changed, right? Like it's it's not just like oh I became vegan. It's like I went and like let's say okay let's say it's not vegan, but like it's like you're. How do I explain it? Like if this is if that particular thing 
that he changed was what your friendship was based around. I could kind of see, yeah, eating humans, <laughs> fighting. I, people. I think the fight is what their relationship yeah. is based around, but I think in their culture that's associated with being at the top of the food chain and all uh, that shit too. So the fact that he is like voluntarily nerfing himself, they are like, nah, we can't deal with this. Yeah, that's fucked up, dog. Yeah, like make the battle shittier for them. It's like, what are you gonna take going easy on us now, not by eating humans? It's like seriously, yeah. So I don't know. I think there's a lot to unpack there, both as like a question about reconciliation and also the question of the attack on their own culture. But they all kind of said that they've come around to it. Not that they'll stop eating humans, but that like they try to be more like they're trying to find a better way of doing things. There's got to be some vegan so, equivalent they can eat to get equivalent human uh, e- eatingness. Let's eat. Getting getting real into Impossible Burgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Impossible Human Burgers. <laughs> impossible Burgers. Yeah. Have you guys eaten those? No. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. They are not healthy, it. but it is pretty good. Wait, they're not healthy. Well, isn't it just like a the, whole bunch of carbs, like potatoes and yeah? They're they're not healthy. the The reason that they're not intended to be healthy, they're intended to taste like meat. They're pretty good. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. They're, they're okay. It's like a dry. It's dry. It's a little dry. I don't know. I had it. Oh, I had one that was really moist, oh. but did not feel like meat but tasted great okay so i had like one that like texturally almost like felt like meat but then it had like a weird veggie burger taste like i eat veggie burgers because i like veggie burgers and the impossible burger was good but like i i don't think it could replace meat for me i don't know would you would you be able to if widely available and cheap would you replace meat with the Impossible Burger. Is it like, healthier? Uh, no, for burgers, healthier. maybe, it's but not, not healthier for... than no. Yeah, like it doesn't have like the nutritional value of eating meat. Like I can't. No one can live off of protein powder. Let's do that. Yeah, but there's other. Yeah, Soylent. 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 Oh, we eat people. Wait, hold on. Is that the tagline? No, but um, I was gonna say, have you guys watched Adventure Time? Well, yeah, a uh, little bit. There's that episode about artificial human, and I just like it. Just makes me think of that. <laughs> Where at the end of it, Finn just eats an artificial human, and then the last shot is him smiling, and then it just cuts to black. Well, what the? Why? I cannot remember that one. I've never seen Adventure Time, and it kind of makes me want to see Adventure Time, but like it's a great show, actually. Okay, is it episodic or like it starts episodic, but slowly they introduce more like Like continuity storylines. Yeah, it's really good, like that. Okay, maybe, maybe we'll see. It's old now, right? Like it's it's yeah, it's it's been done for a bit. Yeah. 2006-ish? 2007? No, no, it was 2010. Yeah, it's, it was on the, start, started in 2010. It started on the same time as a, a regular show and um, was it Adventures of Gumball. Oh, it was the same? Yeah. yeah. Gumball was from 2010? Yeah, 2010, 2011. Oh, yeah. I thought it was yeah. sooner than like 2015. Dang. No, no, that... No, yeah, it's old. It, like, I was watching it in undergrad and I'm old. Gumball? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. no. Adventure Go, time. Okay, because yeah, I thought like... Like, in terms of, like, it, I know we're I talk topic, but, like, in terms of, like, Cartoon Network show, it was, like, it kicked off, like, the new renaissance of Cartoon Network cartoons with yeah. Adventure Time, and then there was, like, smaller, not, like, classics, but not as long-lasting, like, Flapjack and mm-hmm. Chowder, Cartoon and then Network. eventually Regular Show and Gumball. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of this recent cartoon trends, the whole... Steven Universe-esque looking art. Oh, no. I hear Steven Universe is really, really good. I, I have no issue with the show. I don't watch it because it's not my cup of tea, but mm. uh, just the art style is the same, like 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 a bunch of cartoons. It's, Cal- it's from uh, 
it's from CalArts. Yeah. And a lot of people don't like the CalArts art style. It's, it's, uh, it's just, it looks oh, a bit I mean, generic. It's a lot of those, a lot of the shows end up looking the same. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It almost kind of mimics like how an anime at some point, even now, like there's a lot of shows that have similar styles, like how they're drawn, how they're colored. It's almost yeah. like kind of that, like artistic fatigue yeah. that's showing yeah. in American cartoons. Yeah. And- there's a lot of people, though, who suck, who are also saying, like, yeah, and then there's the CalArts politics, where they're like, all this progressive bullshit, okay, and it's like, dumb. okay, <laughs> you can take an issue with the art style without, like, having taking an issue with, like, you know, interesting takes on gender, a la Steven Universe, etc. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna... I, I Personally, I don't have an issue, I don't have an issue with these shows. They're, they're I didn't fine. think you did, man. The, the thing... Yeah. yeah, like, the art, I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of Steven Universe, just because it's not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I respect yeah. the people that watch it if they want to. I, I mean, I can't judge them. I watch, I mean, see half the shit I watch, you, you know, I'd be hypocritical if I did. You know, st- uh, like, a, was it Rocks and rocks and Glass Houses or whatever that analogy is? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I have no issue with that. I'm just not a big fan of the, those type of shows, but it also might be a growing older thing and not watching a lot of TV anymore, so, you know... Yeah, I, I need to watch more before I really form an opinion. But um, speaking of kids, I think another theme <laughs> in this show is uh, children both as like uh, vehicles for a parent's legacy and also as human beings in their own right. Um, like, if you look at this, there's the idea of inheritance is everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, even Hie, the idea of like the inheritor of this like peaceful woman only culture and like what he's doing with it. Um, there's, like, Shura and being a clone, but also the son of, like, a guy who's a prospective king of Demon World. And, um, and Yusuke being the son of Ryzen, there's the feeling of the need to measure up to parental expectations, which is universal, but also, in this form, very Asian. I gotcha. So what do you think the benefits over inheritance over interface in this universe? I, fuck you. (laughs) That's a computer science question for anyone wondering. Um, (laughs) uh, but yeah, so... I guess, like, what do you guys think about this? The idea of... I, I do think this is, like, one of the cool themes extractable from these otherwise terrible episodes. The idea of, like, measuring up to parental expectations and trying to be your own man. Or trying to be your own woman. I do think it's very interesting, that sort of... That sort of whole... That, that whole idea that, you know, you gotta... I mean, at one point, you do have to... It's like a cultural thing where Americans are more, you know, independent, do your own thing, you know, start your own business, and... You know, it's more of the, more of like the other, the other, you know, East cultures are more like sort of more, uh, family oriented, more group oriented goals, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, I watched a video on a little while ago. I'm not sure if maybe I'm getting that right. It's collectivism versus collectivism. individualism in the West. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some more recent research that sort of problematizes that, but like it's still an interesting lens to view, uh, sociological differences between, um, East Asian and traditionally northwestern European culture through. Yeah, I definitely would like to give you get uh, you you guys take on it as well because I've I've heard a little bit about it, but I'm not really, you know, not super well versed in that and what your guys' opinions are versus the collectivism versus the individualism sort of arguments. Because I I heard a lot for individualism, but I'd love to hear like a different perspective on like collectivism if you guys agree with more of that that culture. I don't know if it's really agree or disagree type of thing for me. I think it's more of like, that's interesting. This is how people work in different ways. It's, I don't think, I don't think social, the way, the way it's presented as far as I've learned, it isn't more of like a 
here's how you do things. It's more of like, here's yeah. what we've observed, and this is just how it yeah, is. Yeah, it's descriptive rather yeah. than normative. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's nothing really for me to agree or disagree on. It's just mm-hmm. like, a, ah, okay, so this is what they're doing versus what this is they're doing in a general sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what you said. I, I was going to say, you could disagree or agree with, like, the accuracy of the analysis as well, because, like, a lot of the problematizing of this traditional dichotomy has happened when more scholars from like the East and like third world countries have gotten into the scholarship and like pointed out that a lot of these supposed traits can be seen as artifacts of colonialism. Mm -hmm. And so like, this is a much longer discussion. And while I do think it is a useful lens, I'd say that like, it is not necessarily inherent truth. Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm not, I'm stuck in my, I guess my sort of ways of it. So I'm not like, I sort of not close my but like sort of ignorant to you know the difference, different. Oh yeah, no worries, man. I'm not indicting you in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying the study is alive and well, and that there's more to be done. Yeah, and it's super interesting. Like I love like the you know I've heard pros and cons for each one. I'm just not you know, it's like it's just super interesting to hear the different perspectives on you know the benefits and disadvantages of going of having that each that each sort of the parents, you know, the, the parent, like, doing your own thing and being, you know, mm-hmm. trying to keep the legacy alive. Yeah, and I think it's kind of like, I think, in a way, it's almost neither one is better or worse than the other. It just kind of it is what it is. It's literally how people interpret it that can lead to, like, negative consequences in individual lives and maybe overall as a society, at least that's how I view it. And growing up, I was like a parent for Im- to immigrants who also had their own very different ex- like experiences. Like, uh, like one of my parents migrated here when she was a teenager, versus the other parent who migrated here when he was an adult, and how they kind of had different expectations of what they expected from the kids. Mm. And the kids obviously doing like the classic rebellion being like, fuck you, I'm gonna do what I want. But kids be kids, you know. Yeah, yeah, kids I don't be need kids. A straight A's in class. Okay. Yeah, but it's like it's it's kinda weird. And I think being Filipino American specifically, my parents were never huge. They had expectations, but they never were quite clear or very rigid about it compared to like friends who I knew who were East Asian where they were like get these grades here's like a thousand dollars if you get straight A's oh, well, what? <laughs> whoa what? I, well I, that happened with one friend well yeah. my parents <laughs> were like oh good you got A's but that was like my own thing like I got A's because it's like I felt like that was just what I what, the, what you did it for yourself yeah what felt good yeah, yeah it's like the last time I got a C, I was just like, oh, shit. C's Man, we aren't... we two different people here. <laughs> last time I got a C, I was like, fuck yeah, I passed. Like... M- me and like, oh, wow. me and like hard computer science classes in a nutshell. Oh, no, this is... In math classes. Oh, I don't know. High, yeah, high school no, so... me was very hard on myself. College me was like, thank God I, think I got a C. Yeah, yeah no, C's that's... that's yeah. That's me. That was me too in, in, in college. But freshman year so... of high school, I just didn't go, shit. I guess my family's like very academic and so I was pushed incredibly hard. Um I when I describe like my childhood with regards to studying, like oftentimes people are like, "Oh, you had a very Asian upbringing." But the thing is, ironically, the person who was pushing me in the way that everyone thinks is like, "Oh, your dad must be Asian." I'm like, "No, he's the Jewish one actually." Um so I was pushed to if I had what's up? Is your dad an immigrant? I know this is super random. No, but um I mean 
I guess, like, without going into too much detail, my dad was incredibly strict about studying, partially because he, his dad sort of, like, left the family when he was young, so he had to, like, work his way out of, like, a terrible life situation and, like, go to med school and all that stuff. And so, like, my dad was kind of, like, a taskmaster with regards to, like, my studying, and, like, so because of that, like, I kind of understand this. Um, ironically, not at all through my Asian side. My mom was very much like study, study, study as well, but was not as strict about it as my dad. Um, but, uh, I was going to say like this idea, I, I feel Yomi is in many ways a traditional Asian patriarch, except that he does not have a wife for whatever reason that we could go into any sort of analysis on. But he reminds me very much of like, uh, like, you, do you remember the Hyugas in uh, Naruto? Like, he reminds me of, like, Hinata's father. I mean, they take a lot of visual cues. <laughs> so I don't know if, well, like, if, he, for if sure. the Naruto guy was like, ooh, inspiration, let's make these, let's make this one clan based off Yomi. I'm a stealer. Specifically Yomi from, like, a later... <laughs> no, I think, I think it's more like the idea of, like, the traditional Asian father wearing a hakama... And, like, teaching his, like, kids martial arts is, like, a traditional depiction. And, like, Yomi, when he's not wearing Hitler clothes, is wearing, like, a Hakama. Interesting. Cool. So, like, I think he is in many ways, like, a traditional Asian patriarch. And, like, so, like, I, I don't know. Some of the stuff with Shura kind of resonated with me because of, like, I was pushed so hard. Like, if I had anything less than, like, an A, my parents were absurdly pissed at me as a kid. So... Um, Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, perfection was kind of expected from me. So, like, yeah, it was. I, I kinda, it was not a fun time. I kind of get that, Joe. I, part of me kind of wishes my parents pushed me a little bit more. I mean, I know they're more laid back. So, like, you, you do what you do. If you fail, you fail. I mean, that's your own problem. But I kind of wish I was. I guess pushed a little bit harder to do better in school. As especially somebody that had a disability in school, it kind of made things harder. So I kind of wanted to. Looking back, I kind of wish I had that, especially put me in a better situation, uh, scholarship and grade wise. There's there's good and bad things to it. Like I definitely like burnt out by the time I went into undergrad, which is why in undergrad I like studied something super like abstract and like didn't really get good grades. And then I went to grad school and like was getting like A's again. Yeah, I. But um, it, it equipped me with like a bunch of like really amazing abilities to study and memorize things but like may have like changed the way i view work and like uh the acquisition of knowledge for good and bad ways what do you mean um i internalize my failures or successes as judgments of my character in ways that are probably unhealthy mm. and like i feel like people who are raised by like quote-unquote stereotypical strict asian father that can happen pretty easily Ah, uh, I, I definitely could see that, and uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. It kind of sucks. I mean, I've I've resolved all that stuff with my parents, and like my parents now, like when people meet them, they're like, "Oh, your parents are so nice and stuff," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's because like I became successful and like I got older and I'm on my own now." But like when I was a kid, like yeah, it was very much my parents were like very strict about that stuff. Yeah, and you have to take into account so just I guess a parental style as well, just to. Be strict on, make sure they don't get into, I guess, bad situations and turn to Yusuke almost. But, you know. Yeah, I no, and I think there was definitely some of, like... So, you know how we talked about um, Yomi basically drilling these lessons into Shura in order to, like, teach him something that, like, he he needed to learn, like, earlier than, like, he did? I think that's definitely what my parents were trying to do. 
but like depending on the way that you try passing that on it can be good or bad or a mix you know i gotcha all right well uh why don't, uh, why don't we move on to the, the next section after the, all this existential um, discussion about the... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let's actually... Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, like we can cut this no, out no, if no, need you're be. Good, you're good. I, think, I just thought it was funny we've been uh, delving in more personally than we usually do. That, I, I, I think, think nice, that's kind of how I envisioned like these episodes were dealing more thematically rather than like just like uh, plot points. Yeah. But like we can definitely workshop this as we go forward. Um, but yeah, the next section I wanted to talk about this, but I think we should save it for another episode because frankly, we're a, a bit short on time. Yeah. Um, and like this may or may not be better to deal with in the future, but it's just like, Hey, why do these last couple episodes suck? Yeah, yeah we could probably what see What could have been done to make them better? Yeah, why don't we say that till the end so that way we can... The very look... last thing we talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A... Like literally the next, the next episode, which is I next... the show <laughs> Yeah. No, the next episode is not the last. Oh, we have one it? more set after oh, that. Okay. Really? How many more episodes do you have? Yeah, but the problem is we'll have to schedule how we're going to do it because we can also do, like, general series thoughts and also, like, what the fuck is wrong with these last couple episodes. So we can do what the fuck is wrong with these last couple episodes on the final one and then have an episode after that, which is, like, hey, general series, like, overall, like, let's look at it critically after having finished it. Okay, yeah. We'll talk about it after this. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just figure let's give a preview to the listeners, a very abbreviated preview to the listeners of what we might do. Gotcha. All right. Um, yeah, but uh, if someone wants to outro us, go for it. Uh, I'll do that. All right. Thank you for... Th- oh, never mind. I'll, I'll do Thank it. you for so much. <laughs> Thank you for a lot, guys. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Yu Yu Haka Show. Your support means all the worlds, human, demon, and spirit... To us. <laughs> we'll be back next Hell time yeah. um, with more of this very dumbass tournament. Um, in Patrick the, wrote that line. <laughs> in the meantime, please hit us up with questions or quests, or just to chat with us at our Facebook at the Yuhaka Show with two O's, or at our Twitter at the Yuhaka Show one with one O, um, or buy us some coffee at our cough. Fee, that's a hyphen in between. Ko hyphen. Kofi. Kofi. Yeah, ko. <laughs> dot com slash the Yuhaka show with one O. And remember <laughs> that you can listen to us on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are not sold. See ya. See ya.
Hey! 